Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a Monday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, a sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. I am merely Bo. He is the great Z. Gibbe is here. The undisclosed location, west side of Cleveland, at least for one more week. Final week. Last uh, last week, and tomorrow probably the last day of the stream for the week. Oh, boy. So we, we, Well, it's time to start migrating things uh, back to the Then we're going to have to see people again? I know. That, that's so uh, not, not, well, we go we go on hiatus for a week. We do. The but isolation's then, been nice. I like the isolation. If there's any way we could have, like, some sort of an elevator or, like, a fire pole that we could go down to get out without. Like where we just, like, pop right up in the studio. I like that. Elevate. Yeah. And then fire pole down. Well, the table's like this, so there's all that extra room in front there of the table. There is that space. That's not utilized. We could have a like drop-out floor there. Be amazing. And then you just yeah, hit why not? down. And then straight out. See you, Jay. I out. mean, we'd pop right out into into Mellon's area. I think that's fine. He's no, part I of think the program. We'd be, or are we? Well, I we're think in we'd a certain be, other person's area. I think that, we'd be in that open. That leads to no, meetings. I think we'd be in the open area. Like when you come down and you go through those doors. Like if you come yeah, downstairs, right. you go. I think it's like main locker. The, the, uh, that, that open office. space. I think it's that open space well, you know, in between the meeting rooms and all of that. That area. No, that's yeah. You say safe. Okay, that's what you say now. Yeah, that's well. We'd have like a. A cylinder that would enclose yeah, like our that. chute. We'd slide yeah. down and we'd walk out. I like that. Just shoot. And on the bottom of it, on the bottom, that's what it'd be. It's, so it's just a pole. Yeah. But at the bottom of the pole is a disc, and so when we go up, we stand on the disc, and the disc raises us up to the yeah. floor. And then when we want to go down, we could go down, or we have the option to send the disc down and slide down like we're firemen in in okay. Ghostbusters. I think that the fireman pole is something that hasn't been used enough in everyday building of homes. Agreed. Agreed. Have you ever gone down one and been like, well, that – I mean, it's great. It's like the – it's so it, much fun. Yeah. It's like the the modern the modern era. We've gotten rid of the garbage chute. Yeah, there's like, another one. A garbage chute was a great time. It's a great time. Yeah. Huge win. Huge, huge win. Uh, how'd you guys do block party? How'd that go? Everybody everybody win? I saw a bunch of people from a lot of winning shooting Jays. Did you get any Jays up? I didn't put any Jays up, no. We came in. We were focused. We were focused. Yeah. We crushed it. Trotter brought us a bunch of food from the group yeah. fest on the west side oh, of town, nice. which was spectacular. The, okay. For the first hour, Gibby tasked me with a 60-minute monologue on the Cleveland Browns, which I, I totally delivered. did. I did no and the rundown. Sec- and then the second 60-minute s- monologue. <laughs> yeah. Because at the end, of it, he goes, man, good job. <laughs> like, you really, you really talked a lot. I was like, well, yeah, that was it. And then the second hour was me, Trotter, and, and Gerard. And, and while time is, it is absolute. 60 sure. minutes is 60 it's minutes. It's 60. The no second 60 
felt like 10. Sure. The first 60 felt like about 60. an hour and yeah. two hours, four hours. That's amazing job yeah. out of you. That's I did amazing. a half hour on our offense going through every single player on the We're going to do so it on the defense. We were, we were talking um, on Friday morning, and I and I was – as. You, we, we, I was thinking, like, what is going on here? And I'd, um, I was thinking about how to how to fill all of that. And I would recall Jim Trestle doing that once. He did a 54-minute press conference uh, after Tatgate where he had, he gave one hour. I do He spoke this. for 54 minutes straight, and he went over every human on the roster, okay? Position by position by position, backup punter, a little bit of biography on every kid for 54 minutes. And the point was so that no one could ask him question. a question about Tatgate. So he then had – he got three questions at the end. And that was it. See, I'll see you on down the road, boys. See ya. Because you got an hour with the coach, and that yeah. was it. Oh, that's great. Good job out of you. That's well, very, very okay, strong. how are your uh, – I know there's some hiccups. <sighs> Overall, how are we doing? Um, I'll just give it to you straight. It doesn't need any embellishing. This is merely the tale of a man – who is historically more snake bit by travel than any human who's walked the earth. I stand by that. I would I would put my my tribulations up against anybody's, especially juxtaposed to how little I fly now. I used to fly a lot. Um, that to give feels you like a claim my father would make. My father who would I I just don't he think was he a, would stand a chance against me. He was so afraid of air travel two weeks prior to his cruise that he wouldn't do it. Yeah. Jeopardize a cruise two weeks later. He's right. To be to feel that type of trepidation because uh, you are you are sitting next <laughs> to a man here right now. I know you're sitting next to a man who has spent the night in the Denver airport with a two year old on his chest. Oh, man. Um, yeah, that's no because good. and there were no and there were no hotels in Denver that night. You see because there's some airport. convention. It's a death airport. Yes. Remember the remember Blucifer. Oh, there's the, yep. There's Blucifer. The, yeah, Blucifer exactly. The um, and my I remember calling the American Express. I'm like, you got to get me a hotel. And they're like, well, we can get you into Aspen. I'm like, I'm not sure that's no, that's not in the vicinity helpful at all. Um, I have spent the night in the Salt Lake City airport. I spent the night in the Dallas airport. Um, I've lost uh, days of vacation to the Virgin Islands. Charleston. Um, yep. Uh, so many more. It, it's infinite. I, the amount of – I've had doors closed on me. I've, I've sprinted the length of the Atlanta airport more times than I can count. Doors closed as I'm approaching. Like, I've experienced it. It's so bad. So I take great precaution to do everything in my power to avoid this stuff. Like, typically I fly out first thing in the morning because that's your best shot. Um, and, and I, I always, I always pay for the front of the plane because I, I want to have the clo closest way out possible to be able to redo. I even, and my wife's like, why do you do that? I'm like, I even like map out contingencies for misconnections and flights. Like, do I have, can I get here this way? Give me another town I can get to close. Where are the flights into these places? So this is what I do. So we are flying last Thursday at 245 feels like a pretty easy time out of cleveland on a fine on a fine weather day fine weather day on a on a thursday out of cleveland by the way our airport honestly just start over just be done with it they i can't believe they threw money in it to the republican convention just bulldoze it be done with it it's awful it's not great it's awful it's got to be the worst big city airport gotta be you think so i can't think of one worse i mean laguardia i laguardia has been renovated though I haven't been in Detroit's super nice. Detroit's unbelievable. Yeah. Columbus is great. Pittsburgh's great. great. Cincinnati's great. Yep. Indy's great. In our region, it's way back. Just because the security's so bad, like that whole setup. It's just not set up for modern flight. 
No. It isn't. And we'll get well, to we some have that specifics. other concourse that is. It just sits there. It just sits no, there. I know it. It's bad. Anyway, it's nothing against the people who are there. They're doing the best they can. They're just putting an impossible spot, I think. So we're flying at 245. My connection through D.C., my connection to Charleston is 510. Okay? That's the connection. Plenty of time. And you it's, it's a 50-minute flight to D.C. No security. I, I had an time. hour and a half yeah. time. Good. Nothing to see here. Yep. On the way to, I get an alert on my app saying my flight has been delayed to 330. Okay, so now, uh, now I'm in it. Okay, here we go. Flight's delayed to 3:30. But you're a pro, and okay. And I know that it's this 50 is... minutes. You know, so I also know that 5:10 isn't 5:10. I really need to be on. I, need to, I really got to be at the gate by five to five. But you're because on the they're going to close it. Are you on the same airline? I'm on the same airline, and I'm so, two gates away. So they're communicating. I'm walking yes. out. I'm walking in. Yep. That's all I'm doing. I'm Perfect. walking out. And I'm walking in. So 3:30 isn't really 3:30 though. And one thing I notice is, because now I'm in it, I'm looking at where my plane's been. This plane's been delayed 20 minutes every place it goes. Add 20 minutes every place. It starts in – I tracked this plane to some place in the south, Wilmington Did you to use D.C., flight here tracker? to here. Actually, they give it to you on the Ameri- – it was American this time. Oh. It's, it could yeah, be any of them. It. Yeah. Um, so I see it's just losing time. So 3.30 isn't 3.30. It's actually 4 by the time we get it. So the plane's not there yet. No. Yeah. So no. so now no. you're, you know, so 245 isn't 245, it's now 4. So now I've lost an hour 15 minutes of what was supposed to be an hour 30 in between on the connect. But that's still, if you pick us a little ground on the way, it's in play. Doable. It's not great, but it's in play. Doable. So and I even, you're flying with the wind. Yes. And it was just uh, the blonde and I, and so we were at the front. And I'm thinking, well, I'm out. I'm, we should be okay. Hopefully there's a little communication. We land. We're fine. We start approaching D.C. I notice this. thinking, okay, so this should put us on the ground like 440. Okay, if we get to the gate by 450, I can run over, yeah, stop fine. them. I'm good. That's 15 minutes before. Yep. Oh. Back up. And I know when I'm in my backyard, I'm in the landing pattern a lot. I know. Like, it, it's a whole different – Sound you're done. and you well, go. You're oh, there they go. You're done. So as soon as this happens, I look at Amy. And go. We're done. She goes. What do you mean? I'm like, we missed the spot. We got to go around. We're gonna do this. You're back in line. You're back in line. So here we go. Right oh, turn. No. I'm like, where are you screwed? It's done. So at this point, they I'm like, come on and say what the issue was. No, they don't tell you anything. I, I hate that. Just be Just honest. Just be honest with us. Tell me what's going More on. More on that in a second. So we get on the ground. I mean, it's we now. Had- it's now 5.05, we're on the ground. Yeah. So, but I'm second row. I'm getting off, and I'm going to make a run. 5.05, right? So we get to the gate. It's 5, right around 5.05 by the time we get to the gate. So I go running out. I see the gate. It's right across. It's directly across. I go running across. Plane is pushing off. Early? It pushed off at 5.10. Or right around. I know you're coming in on the same you would think. You would think. And Same then have two line, yeah. two places of cross. So I go, I go, I'm on that plane. I go, I'm supposed to be on that plane. You're supposed what? And the guy goes, go talk to customer service. Not like I'm sorry, not anything. Basically, eh, go to hell. They wish you the best. No, they don't even wish you the best. So they no, don't care. No, they're don't done. Care. And it's not their fault because they're dealing with this all day. Yeah. And they're all understaffed, and every flight's yeah. oversold. So you're just screwed. It's just yeah. is what it is. Yeah. You live this. Um, I, was, I lived it last year in the Bahamas when they took me to Newark instead of here, and they said, yeah, you're home. No, not. No, not. Jersey's not Ohio. It's not home. No. 
By the way, no, no nothing back, like no oh, funding. That's over. Nothing. They're All done that's with over. that. Yeah, they don't care over. about that. So I go to customer service. The woman looks at me like I'm cross-eyed. I said, how's your day going? She goes, not great. I go, well, I think I can beat you. And um, <laughs> we're, we're talking back. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm definitely – she's like, there's a – here's what I can do. These are the two options I was given. Now, you tell me what you do here. I can put one of you on a flight tonight at 8.30 to Charleston out of D.C. One? I can put another of you on a flight tomorrow morning at 8.30 into D.C. I said, wait a second. You want us to – on a three-day vacation for the two of us, you want us to split up and spend a night apart? This is one option that they put for us. Why wouldn't they – question. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't they say, all right, we'll put one of you – give one of you a guaranteed seat on the 835, and then we'll have the other one you go standby. If you guys can get on together, you go, and if not – It's funny you say you that go. because I actually asked that. And she said, well, we can do that, but the standby list, you'd be nine deep. No, put me first. No, no, they're not interested in that because they've already promised that to eight other people. So then the other thing was this. We can fly you into Savannah tonight getting in at 1130. P.M. And that's correct. What? Hour and a half, hour 90, 45. Yeah, two hours. That's what so I'm mean. thinking, okay, well, that's sort of appealing. But then I say to Aim, I said, well, who says that flight gets off on time? Who says that flight even goes? I said, I'm not going to be at the whims of these people. What were you delayed for? What was the reason well, for the initial delay? Why do you ask? Because they, if it's clear that the plane has been delayed all day. Now they're claiming, and this is how they get out of the voucher, is that it's not – it was air traffic control's issue, not American Airlines' issue. That's what they said on mine when I was leaving yeah. five hours to go right. to New York. It's interesting. I said, well, that's interesting. It's air traffic control in D.C. that has had this plane off all morning as I was tracking it all afternoon. It was all because of D.C. air traffic control. That's it? Really? But you can't argue with them because they hold your whole fate. So I said, listen, this is what I told Aim. I said, all right, here's what we're doing. There's a flight tomorrow at 830. So then she goes, there's actually no two seats tomorrow on any of the flights to Charleston. I can put one of you on a flight at 8.30, one of you at 10.30, one of you here, but there are no two seats on anything. And I go, how is this? It makes no sense. And then I I was going through, like, everything. I was very calm because I don't take it out on them. It's not their fault. Another woman at the gate comes over, and then she gets on a phone, and she goes – I'll never forget this. She, like, says the word whiskey. So it was code for something. She spelled it, spelled whiskey out. And all of a sudden she's like, here's what I can do. If you want it, I I can give you two seats – on the 8.30 a.m. flight out of D.C. to Charleston Friday. So we can either fly to Savannah Thursday night, try renting a car. By the way, no cars. Nobody has cars. D.C. doesn't have cars. There's no cars. Nobody has them. Because I even considered driving home. More on that in a second. I said, let's look. I love D.C. We have a great meal. Yeah, for sure. Make the best of it. Let's fly out tomorrow morning. I said, I'm, I don't want to sit here till 9 o'clock at night no. and then fly to Savannah. I've already lost a day. Like, I'm not going to lose no, another day. Night. It's, a, it's still a vacation day. Yeah, it's a, great, it's a great town. Good, Good food. Yep. Great. Love D.C. Okay, we'll take 830. Call my call American Express. I said, because I'm sort of familiar with D.C., but not tremendously. And I just wanted to be – I knew I didn't want to deal with, like, D.C. rush hour. So, I'm like, I want a really nice hotel near Reagan is what I'm hoping for. So they put us up at La Meridian in Arlington. You should Arlington makes sense yep. if you're going on right. Yep. Yeah. So I've stayed the JW there. JW downtown would have been right there. Would have been great. Across the bridge. Yeah, and I had I known because like the Waldorf's right there too. There's actually was a lot, but I didn't. I'm not as familiar with DC. Like your familiarity would have helped, because Amy's like, why don't we stay at the Waldorf? And I'm like, I feel like that could be some rush hour, once but it's really in, not. Yeah. No. <clears throat> so once you're inside the outer belt, you're fine. Yeah. So we walk in to the Meridian in Arlington. 
It's flooding. It's flooding. The main <laughs> check-in, the roof is off. Water is coming through the roof onto the check-in area. Amy goes, what is this? I, I, you tell me. I, I don't know. Vacuums everywhere, trying to get rid of the water. The guy goes to check us in. I go, wait, what, what are we doing? But at the same time, I'm thinking the Prime Minister of India is there. I don't know if I can get another hotel now at this point. It's 8 o'clock. Like, I just want a place where I can get sit down and go Get me above the flood. Get yeah. me above the flood. Get me above the flood. So he brings his little buddy over. I'm like, fine, above the flood. Guy comes over, takes our two bags. We walk out a side door into a car garage, into a service <laughs> elevator, up to the eighth floor, out the service elevator, around something else to go to the room. Really, this is what we're this is where we're at. Okay. Luckily, somehow get and this was the one little positive here. Get dinner for two at Elio, which is Jose Andres's uh-huh. place in D.C. So I've always wanted to eat there. Phenomenal meal. Next morning, what five, did you get? Because he always has like crazy. I just did his. Meats. I did his test tasting thing. So what was the weirdest thing you ate? I mean, the craziest thing was like the liquid olives. Uh huh. Like the very first app is crazy. Um, it was a the craziest thing we had was a it was a um, I'll show you what it looks like. I honestly can't even remember what it was. It was very good. It was like a. Like a squidding something? Uh, yeah, a calamari, like a, a squid calamari with, um, uh, I don't know, it was very good. It was an like ink little... ink dyed pasta yeah, or something. Yeah, squidding pasta. It looks with... like a giant shrimp or something. Yeah, well, there were several of them in Those there. Those lingostinos or something? I don't know. It was very good. It was. Okay. So we just did his thing. The dessert was great. That's great. Next morning. 8.30 flight. 8.30 flight, 5.55. Alarm goes off. Going to be there plenty of time. Nothing to see. Pick up my phone. Estimated depart. Estimated noon. On that eight thirty. That's right. Not okay. even departure. Are, are they noon. having bad weather? No. Everything else is flying and going. I mean, it was fog, but it wasn't anything crazy. We could hear the planes. So, Six o'clock in yeah. the morning. They're and flying. You can hear them. They're you're open. So I go. I go. I go. You got. I can't believe this. Amy's like, what? I'm like, noon. And it doesn't even saying like departure noon. It's saying estimated noon. Okay, so at this point, I'm like, forget it. Get me a flight Sunday back to Cleveland. I'll cancel the stuff in Charleston. I'm, we're just staying in D.C. Like, I'm not going to. D.C. vacation. It's doing a D.C. vacation. She's like, no, no, we got to go. Now it's 10 o'clock. At least you got a nice tweet from your from your boy to give you some. Well, he gave me so much energy. Yeah, Because you, you need a little alpha. You need it, yeah. You need that. I was trying to get it to you. Yeah, so this now around 10.30, we're sitting. It's sh- Now it's saying, all right, leaving at noon. So, yeah. But now I've lost. I mean, it's lost. Like the well, whole another day lunch. is lost. You just lost Magnolia. Lunch, lost Magnolia, all that. Fried green tomatoes. So, all went out the window. Sad. My son calls, Peyton calls, uh, NBC calls my wife. My wife's face goes white. Oh, yeah. Ghost white. I This part I do know. Ghost white. This she goes, good. my wife's eyes start hearing she's shaking beamsy's headed to the emergency room so beamsy apparently <laughs> Gigi and papa did a great job well, kick-ass job because i know he's okay kick-ass job <laughs> beamsy stepped on a fishing hook right in the heel 
So apparently the initial stick and then put weight on. Yeah, so uh, now the barbs. Uh, so now if you know anything about a fishing hook, yeah. you know that out. they don't they're not made to come out. No, they're made to not come they're out. Opposite. So now it's in. So she can hear him screaming. NBC's talking to us and we're going I'm going are, am I driving home? I mean, what are we doing? Like I'm like I think they're fine. I think this is going to be fine. This isn't life-saving. They can handle it. Yes. It'll all be fine. In the meantime, like she's like, we got to go home. We got to go home. I'm like, so I'm like looking at car rentals. Aren't any? Can't go home. Can't fly home. Stuck. Absolutely stuck. <laughs> so, get to the emergency room. He ends up being, uh, you know, they they take it out. They did a great job. Um, Stitch and, him up. And as we are taking off, right as we're taking off, eventually would end up being 12:38. Um, we get the news that he's he's okay. Everything went well. Hooks out. You're good. Away you go, and and the way you go. Um, so we ended up. You ended up losing a day. Is what ended we up lost happening. A dinner a day and a lunch. Yeah. A dinner and a lunch and a night. And a, yeah. And, a and night, it doesn't so. end there, right? Because then I've got to deal with American Airlines on reimbursing the points because the seat that I ended up flying was not the seat that I paid for. Um, I got to deal with the hotel because they'll give you they'll give you money back but you had to show proof that it all happened to you and i'm like isn't the proof of me not being there enough is that enough <laughs> right i'm not trying to pull a scam on you like yeah yeah you know and then i got to deal with we're like here's my receipt from the meridian last right. night in dc where i was stuck yeah then i got to deal with them because i think it's i think they honestly should have told me before i booked the reservation that it was flooded yeah that feels like information that would have changed my approach yeah to that so I got to do that. Were they receptive to that? I haven't had a chance to do oh, any you of this. Done any of I've it. done some of this. I've got balls in the rolling on several of it. Um, like the Meridian knew it was bad enough. They gave me 5,000 Marriott points, but I'm like, I'm probably going to need more like 50 to make this right for the cost of this room. Um, so Charleston was, it was great. You, you, you and I were talking off air. It's like a, a cleaner New Orleans, great food, all that. Um, we fly back yesterday. All of that's gone pretty smoothly. We land here at uh, early, like 4:28. Nice. Uh, they lost your bag. No, I didn't. I, didn't, okay, I, didn't, I don't ever. I don't ever check. Okay, well, I've learned from that. We pilot comes on. It's going to be five minutes. They don't have our gate. So I look around Hopkins. There's not a plane anywhere. There's not one landing. Nothing. There's like, it's just gates forever. Park anywhere, man. Pull any of them up. Guy goes. Going to be five minutes. 20 minutes later. Uh, it looks like uh, they're going to have to move several planes. It's going to be probably – and by the way, there are no planes moving anywhere. And you can see. I can see it. You I'm, can see everything. So it's like when I landed – that's the most frustrating when I was in Jersey. Uh, we landed in Newark, and we sat on the ground for 40 minutes. Like, why? Same. So, 5-12, we got to a gate. And I'm going – It's as long as the flight from D.C. What are we – how is it possible to, for this, this to be the case? This happened to me coming home from Vegas. Like, you take the red eye. We got in early, and they didn't have bodies to There's greet no, you at the – So, so we way, literally – knew you were going to be early it, it's five not like hours the plane before. We literally snuck up on anybody. on the tarmac. It's 5.45 in the morning. It's raining sideways, yeah. and we're just sitting there wow. for an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, what, what's going on? And I just, like, there is no – it's all gone. It's not the people's fault. I was thinking back. We watched Mad Men um, in the spring, and it was like, you know, like Roger Sterling and Draper sitting in first class having a steak, drinking martinis, having the time of their lives. I'm like, it's over. 
it's over. Like there isn't that experience is gone. There's no. You have to have you have to have the wealth to fly private. That's it. If you want to, that's nice replaced it. If you want to have a good travel experience, and if you're, and by the way, and by I gotta, the way, that's immense wealth. Right. Like that's next Tuesday. I'm flying out west, so I'm going to play this roulette again. Um, but it's there is no, and it's not the people's fault because they're all understand. Flying on my birthday. That's right. holiday. I yeah, wonder that's how right. That'll be. I, I'm hoping good because I'm hoping people won't fly on that day. I'm wondering how many people will be working. <sighs> Who knows? Can't be any worse than this. I mean, so I the, my resolution is this. I used to have a rule: anything six hours or less, I drive. Now that's ten. I'm ten hours or less. I'm, I'm driving. Like we'll suck it up. We'll drive because it's. We ended up being at the airport even Sunday when it went pretty smoothly. From walking in, from leaving hotel to my house was well over eight hours. It was close to 10 by the time all thing, all was said and done. Oh, yeah. So it's like, at least then I control my own destiny, my own fate. Yeah. I'll do that. And you're always like making done. progress. Yeah. My, my sister, my brother-in-law, and a bunch of their friends went on a cruise. They sailed out of New York City. They drove to Jersey. Yeah, my brother-in-law was like, after coming home, he was on a business trip the week before in London, got stuck in D.C. for 11 hours. I'm yep. like, why did you not drive? He goes, no cars. No cars. That's how I knew. He's like, we're driving. I don't care. Like I know that the drive home is going to suck. It's fine. I'll, I, I'll I'll deal with it. I'll I already prepare know for that. that. I already know yeah. that in advance. I'm going to be fine. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not leaving the airlines. Here's what I don't understand. Okay. Here's what yeah. I understand. And by the way, I just watched the first episode of the Arnold documentary on Netflix. Couldn't recommend it. Oh, I got it. I'd be interested for everybody. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Yeah. But in that. They were showing actual footage of him from the 60s. Yeah. And to my eyes, while I know there have been some minor technological advancements in air travel, those jets of the 60s and early 70s look a heck of a lot like the jets that we're flying Mm -hmm. today 50 years later. Yeah. Air travel seems to be the worst that it has ever been in our lifetime. For sure. The lack of reliability. Customer service is gone. They don't care. It used to be like a luxury thing, and they would take great care of you on the planes, and yada, yada, yada. They got rid of smoking on planes. I guess that's a plus. But where is, as other things have advanced so significantly, where's been the advancement in that industry? In fact, anything I feel like it's worse. It it doesn't feel like it. It is worse than ever. I've flown. It's never been worse than it is right now. I have not had a two- and from on time yet. I've oh, had a two. Boy. My two New York was not was delayed five-plus hours. Home was okay. My two Arizona was fine. Home from Arizona was deli- delayed five-plus hours. Not okay. We were delayed uh, with Mexico. There's uh, – No, you don't – it doesn't exist. I think in le- at one point the woman at American said – I was explaining all the things that happened to me, and she goes, well, when do you fly? And I said, I fly – you know, four or five times a year. And she's like, well, do you fly like spring break? She goes, you mentioned spring break in, in the summer. I'm like, well, yeah, that's when everybody flies. She's like, well, that's why there are delays. I'm like, but you know that. Right. Build so, it into your system. Yeah. Right. I, I heard it this morning on the radio. 50 million people expected to travel this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a nightmare. It, it is back to the numbers are projected to be bigger than pre-pandemic. Oh, yeah. I yeah, wonder yeah. people traveling this weekend. I wonder if we're in a worse place because we have – you know, there's Delta, United, American. That's the other part. And then, but there used to be U.S. Air and America West and Northwest. Continental and Northwest, yeah. and they were and they were all competing. I feel like to be like correct, earn your business. Yeah. Now, now like, they don't care because no. whatever city you're in, 
you maybe have one choice if you want to go nonstop out of most cities. Yep. And then some major cities, you might have a couple. Don't you remember when they if, if something would happen to you, they would be like, oh, I can get you on a Northwest flight? Yeah, they would. Yes. It was called now they don't do that anymore. Fim. They're done it was with it. It called Fimming. I worked at, that's when I worked for both Delta and Northwest <laughs> as a consultant back in the early 2000s. And, yeah, it was a completely different. They all worked together to try to, like, it was about taking care of the passenger. Now it's like. Oh, they don't care. They're done. What are you going to do? Not yeah, nothing. You're going to drive? You're going to not fly? Yeah, exactly. No. And the answer is yes. Well, I'm going to drive. So th- this, I'm going to, next summer, if, if we go to, back to Montana, I'm RVing it, baby. You are not. Yes, I am. I'm done. I'm right done with that, it. Right this hit, hit up my guys at Avalon RV. I'm done. I'm not going to do it. New I, partner. I'm done. Boats. Dude, that is a haul. Dude, I a drove. Family truck strip, I drove man. a 30-footer to Rhode Island. Up through Boston, into Maine, down to Niagara yeah, Falls. I'm, I drove it for 10 days. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm not. You'll get the hang of it. Yeah, I know. I, I drove. I can drive a Freightliner, brother. I can drive a 30-footer oh, in yes. my sleep. Like, I'm, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm Believe not. it or not, not the worst idea. You can sleep in it. You can, yeah, yeah. This trip to Montana is going to go fine, and you're, it's going to bring you back. There's no way it's going to go fine. I'm flying through <laughs> Denver on the way back. With, Have you learned nothing? The flight out there will be fine. We're through yeah. Chicago at 7 in the morning, so that'll be fine. But the way back is going to be a nightmare. But the key is the boys now have their own bags. They do, but here's yeah. the other problem. Like when you're flying with five and everything's overbooked, yeah. now it's a full week to get Correct. everybody back. Like yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. in the old days where like there's empty seats. There are no empty seats. It's all oversold. Yeah. There was a on the flight to Charleston Saturday, the gate agent with a white piece of paper came on and walked back to somebody in a seat. There, were, there was a guy standing, and then someone sitting in the seat, pulled the guy out of the seat. They both had the same ticket, saying the seat was theirs. Said it's your oh seat, not yours. God. How'd they pick? How'd that go? Not How do you what? think that went? I thought, my God, we're going to have a fight, and then this is going to get grounded. We're not going to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> what, was your, what was the best thing that you guys did in Charleston? The food. The food's incredible. Yeah, food's incredible. Yeah. Ate at the esta- the establishment was one of the best meals I've ever had in the my life. The establishment. The establishment. It was an unbelievable meal. Uh, ate at Husk. How was Husk? Husk was very good. It's very heavy. I'm not used to eating that way. The, the food, yes. So that, that, you know, from the desserts and the, uh, you know, they eat and drink with the best of them. And I'm just not, I, I don't consume either at the pace or I would say from a food pres- perspective, the thickness all of their food has a great viscosity. Well, yeah, the thick sauces, yeah, fry. They like to yeah. fry everything. Yeah, yeah. So that not... was, yeah. So that was good. But the the food was, the food was sensational. And the time with the the blonde was great. And the history's great. Really cool. Loved all of that. Um, was a history minor, so that all hit home for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was something else, man. And it was the crazy thing is, is it's like, it's right. Like I could have driven it. It would have taken oh, me less yeah. time. I told her, I said, we could leave at 7 a.m. We'd have been here by 5 oh, or even yeah. 6. Oh, yeah. Easy. Easy, easy to do it. So, yeah, it was – It was, uh, and I cannot – I'm already dreading, like, next Tuesday. I can't believe I'm doing this again, getting on one of these people. It's not the people's fault. It just – it's the – the system is broken. It's completely broken. What What we're hoping for is good weather across the country. I don't even know if that matters. I had good weather. Yeah. The weather was great. Yeah, it's not, about, it's no, not even th- about the weather. It's yet. not even. Yeah, but that plays a, that will play a factor into the it weekend. It will. It will, but they, you know, it for sure will. But, like, I think they're even 
We're past that. Raining sideways right now. Yeah, it's pouring. Um, it's dark in here. I think they're past yeah. all that. I think they're like it. It just there's nothing. They were they showed the stats on one of the planes. It was the one we took from Atlanta to Cleveland yesterday, and it it ran on time seventy five percent of the time. I thought, and that was like that's a point of pride, like seventy five percent. That's what we're. Can you imagine if for? like, yeah, I I start the show at one, you know, like three and a half out of four times a week. I I start. I'll be here right at one. Normally though, sometimes I show up one seventeen and we start. Wish you the best of luck. I have worked with people who have done that before. Seventy five percent would have been a pretty good, uh, pretty good number. Training camp a few years ago. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. All right. So there you go. All right, we've got Greg Newsom uh, was on RBS. So we'll have that for you. Uh, in addition to that, Bill Barwell uh, ranked the playmakers on every NFL team. So we'll tell you where we broke down on that. We will get the uh, the magnum opus. Your your defensive breakdown will be coming in the second hour. It feels like program. we're sitting in pitch black. Someone should tell the ground crew that for, the sprinklers are on too. Right? If it weren't for I don't these think lights. that that's if those lights well. weren't there, it would be dark. There, yeah, I, there are no other lights in here. I mean, it's like six o'clock. Yeah, six o'clock actually. In, it's in like, like eight o'clock. More December. Yeah, more eight, like eight thirty right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to brighten up your more picture. Like, it looks fine. good right here. It's it looks fine. good. It's safe. It's safe. Uh, all right, so there you go. We're off and running on a Monday edition. Cleveland Browns Daily, eight fifty ESPN. Cleveland. This is Colin Coward from the Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Elk and Elk, serious lawyers, serious injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Greg Newsom and his weekend in Cleveland, his uh, celebrity softball game over the weekend as well. It seemed like uh, Spida Mitchell was yanking him based on some of the images I saw. 
Yeah. Pretty good cut. 11 dingers in like 60 seconds or and something. bombs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So he was on um, RBS on Friday. Um, a, a myriad stuff covered here. He was talking about um, does he give a crap from his team? Does he get crap from his teammates for not having an interception yet? Here's what he said. I literally take it all the time. Like, um, like every day? Okay, well, why is that, though? Not all the um, – honestly, I think I left a few out there. There's some opportunities that I've had for sure. I wouldn't deny that at all. Um, I also think I'm not a guy to make excuses at all. So, you know, it's just continue to try to catch the ball, things like that. But there's also, like, the fact that, I mean, I don't also get targeted that much. Right. And it's, so there's a lot to it, do It's it. a lot to do with it. He was also asked about teammate Deshaun Watson uh, and wanted to know the guys want to know if Watson felt disrespected not being considered a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. For sure. I think it's all recency bias. Um, you know, he hasn't obviously wasn't on the field too much last year, wasn't on the field in two years. So I think he's one of those guys, too. I think if you were to ask him this question, he probably says inside he knows he's a top 10 talent, but yeah. he's going to say himself too, like he has to prove it again. That's one of those ones where he's hover- – it just – I think no one wants to have – he's got to go – everybody knows. Play the, play the season and then it'll all play out. Yes, like it's all, gonna it's be all fine. fine. Yes, and he's going to get his interception. MJ Emerson's going to get his interceptions. It's yeah, going to be fine. It's all going to work out. Uh, speaking of, uh, the defense needing to earn a little bit of respect. Here's what Greg had to say about that. We kind of talk about that a lot, like – we all say it. Everyone says, like, on paper, you know, we have the team. But at the end of the day, you got to earn respect every single game. you got to earn respect every single day. So until we earn that respect, you know, from fans and things like that, I, that's why I say I don't really mind at all the neg- negative stuff they say about us because mm-hmm. we do have a team to be successful. We, we've had it for the last few years. We just haven't put it all together. So we got to earn that respect. New defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz going to be a part of that. Here's what uh, Greg Newsom had to say about that. You know, he's a professional. Um, he's going to coach you hard no matter what. Um, and his defense is all about being aggressive. And that's I feel like that's our style of play. So, you know, we're all super excited. Um, you know, he has all the stats and everything to back it up. So you, you're going to trust a guy like that who's coaching Super Bowls, won Super Bowls, coached, you know, top five defenses, top ten defenses. So uh, we're super excited to play for him. And here is Greg Newsom on Schwartz's motto for the defense in 2023. He tells us all the time, like, we're going to lead the league in, you know, in badassery is what he calls it. So <laughs> that's, that's literally Hold what on, he calls it. Wait a minute. Hold on. Badassery. Exactly. Oh, I like that. So, like, that's just, that's just our motto. That's pretty good. It yeah. is good. I like it. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, I think, um, you know, this was a – this hire of Jim Schwartz was one that fit. I mean, everything that they do here, there's such intent uh, and purpose. His style fits our talent pretty well it, especially after we got bolstered up front it fits our talent very well and i think it also compensates for not a personality deficit but just a style that has been lacking i just think in, in the organization in general from some yeah. if you think of some of our best players are very quiet players but and our coaches i would say our head coach is a more of a quiet cerebral for sure coach and so i think he gives you that credibility that you want, he gives you that energy. And like you said, he's going to coach these guys hard. I think he's going to give these guys a little bit of the business, and I think it's going to lead to, you know, our, our best defensive performance in a while. It feels like it's like it, like it is absolutely set up for that, and it feels like especially our secondary um, is one that should thrive because this is something that is going to 
this is again the style fits the yes. fight. Uh, these guys are comfortable in man. Um, he's going to be someone who's going to rely. Jim Schwartz is going to rely on man a lot. So all of those things start those boxes start to check. And I like stylistically, it fits our secondary very well. That's just the reality of it. Agreed. I think that that is what is going to be. That's what we're going to see. Is you know I use a pro wrestling analogy. You know, one of the things that Paul Heyman, the legendary Paul Heyman, did in ECW sure. so well is that he took guys that while there are very few what you would call absolutely perfect professional wrestlers, guys like The Rock or Kurt Angle or what it is. You know, we have a Miles Garrett who's yeah perfect. But with everybody else, they've got strengths, and then they probably have some limitations. And the goal should be to accentuate and play into their strengths and hide or minimize the situations that require them to be confronted with their limitations. Mm -hmm. Accentuate the positives, hide the negatives. And I think that we are going to, instead of maybe at times putting a round peg or a square peg into a round hole, we're going to try to – we're going to have a style of defense that very much suits the strengths of what we have here. Offensively, we do that. Always, and I'm not yep. saying that Joe Woods did not do that. I think that Jim Schwartz might is may, might be able to do that. His just philosophy and his style, That's and the and the system that he was brought up in fits what we have here, personality wise, to a T. I think you hit it. It has nothing to do with that. Joe Woods wasn't trying to do it. It's just that what Joe Woods was philosophically, defensively, was different than necessarily the players who were here in order to take out the best of both, where yes. Schwartz's philosophy fits more in line with uh, especially the secondary talent that we have here. Uh, all right, coming up next, Bill Barnwell ranking the playmakers on every team in the NFL. We'll let you know where he views our unit. That's coming up next. Listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet, sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And Renew, your home for the last time with Renew Home Exteriors and reducing new composite clad siding featuring a beautiful deep grain look of real wood in 20 available colors. Just keep that just installed look for a lifetime with this low maintenance siding option. Right now, take advantage of no interest or payments for 24 months. Renew Home Exteriors, superior products, and superior service. Visit RenewEstimate.com for more on that. Bill Barnwell ranking the playmakers on every team going into the season. I think it's always important when we do one of these to give you the criteria. Just so, so you know, I have not looked at any of them because I want to go through. And you want to go fresh. Up, I want to go put our top ten together and then see how that okay. matches up with his. So it's only on-field performance for 2023. Injury history, suspensions matter. Wide receivers are weighted more heavily than running backs or tight ends. Okay. The focus is on elite playmakers and a team's top five contributors. Efficiency matters. All right. So three receivers, tight end, running number one running back. Yeah. Okay. All right. So there you go. I'm gonna go. I've I looked at I saw this. So okay, it'll be yours. Okay. I'm not. Let's not even. I won't even try to worry about ranking them. Let's see if I can just come up with what I think are teams that should be in the top ten. Okay. Okay. Niners. Yep. Bengals. Yep. Eagles. Yep. 
Jets? No. No. Really? Okay. In fact, <laughs> way yeah, down. Way I'm down. Confused. To be that. fair, your first three were his one, two, three. Okay. In order. Chargers. So it was Niners, Bengals, Eagles, one, two, three. Chargers? Yes. They're number four, actually. Oh, no, five. they're number five. They're number five. Not the Bills. So you're four for five so far. Yeah, four for five, and you have those almost in order. Dolphins? Yes. They're in the top ten? Just on the strength of Hill and Waddle, I'd imagine. Yes, they are number eight. eight. I would think that the Vikings are no longer in. You would think wrong. The loss of Dalvin Cook, but they still are because of Justin Jefferson. It's Jefferson, a draft pick, Huck, and Madison. Okay, all right, Vikings. Yep. Okay, so that's He's six got of them, them. Six. That's six of them. So you're missing his fourth. Cowboys. They no, are number seven. But they are seven on the list. Cowboys are seven. So you're seven for eight. All right, AFC West. Ooh, are the Jags in the top ten? They, they are. are. Okay. They're nine in the top ten. They're nine. They're okay, so I'm missing four. Though. You're so missing like number four. You're oh, missing number four and number ten. Seattle. Ding, ding. Seattle. And I'm missing number ten. Seattle is four. <sighs> I feel like it should be us. It's not, though. That I knew because you showed me. I knew that we were 12. Okay. We have alarms going off. That's a lightning. Is he going to put the – I saw p- that tornado thing in Indy, man. So, if that better not be a tornado. I don't have time no, for that. No, no, it's no, been no. a week. I, All right. Trust me. All right. In our division, it's if we're not in, the Steelers are in, the Ravens are not in. So take our division out. AFC East, the Bills, but I, that would be on the back of Stephon Diggs. Nope. They don't have the running backs. I don't think so. No, and they don't have the tight ends, even though they draft that guy they like. So that division's out. It's not the Patriots. So AFC South, it's only the Jags. So we've already covered that. AFC West, I don't By think the so. way, if you want to ever go chase one of those, let me know. I mean, I think, you're, <laughs> I think he's <laughs> – I think he's going to put the Chiefs in on the strength of Travis Kelsey. Okay. No. Right. No. Okay. Nope. No so Chiefs. then it's and it's not. Which, Denver. by the way, speaks to how great Mahomes is. Yeah. It's <laughs> not. Den- is it? Yeah. It's got to be an NFC team. So the Chiefs. Yeah. Right, the on, Chiefs on, are on. number nineteen. Chiefs are number nineteen. Okay. Yeah. With Kelsey though, I mean Kelsey's one is correct. Uh, yeah. So spectacular, yeah. but their receivers are lacking. All right. NFC West. Do you want to phone a friend? Would no, I don't like want to phone a friend. I'm going to get it. I don't. I don't want any hint. I want no hint. You're looking for the 10th one, This is what one, we're doing the, the last week in June. This no hints. No hints at no all. Hints. All right, so it's, I've got the Niners in, and we've got Seattle, and it is not the Cardinals. It is not the Rams. NFC South. Alave, Michael Thomas, though, injury history, Kamara, no. Not the Saints. Definitely not I, the Panthers. I can tell you that the Saints were number 14. Okay. 14. So, right. And – I don't think he would put the Bucks in there. Mike Evans, Godwin coming off the injury. No, I believe right, they're so no. 17. All right. All right, so that division's out. Oh, uh, Giants. No. No? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So not the Redskins or the Commanders. So well, I feel in. like I'm, I would just say this. You did omit somebody from the South. The NFC South? Yep. And? Falcons. Ding, ding. Come on. Number number 10. 10. That's not serious. Kyle not Pitts serious has people. not produ- produced no. No. Drake London and then two running backs? Yep. Tenth. I, Pretty crazy. That's out. 
that's that's, that's not right. well that's not right. Yeah, that's I not would right. take I would take our group over the Falcons a hundred times out of hundred. I would take the Steelers. The Steelers have what's that? Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Najee. Didn't they just add Allen Robinson, Najee Harrison, Fryermuth? Yep. You're telling me that that's not as good as a fivesome as what they have in Atlanta? Yeah, I think who, he blew it on this one. Who are the five people he lists? He lists Algier, Bijan Robinson. There's two running backs. Yep. Bijan Robinson, uh, Kyle Pitts, Drake London. Drake London. And who? And. Uh, I mean, who's the other? Uh, Mac, Mac, Mac Collins. Collins. Give me a break, dude. <laughs> Come on. Uh, this was. Yeah, this, this he blew that one. That's outrageous. First of all, ours are better. The the pukers are better, as you would say, Gibbe. The Jets at twenty second. You're talking about Garrett Wilson, who I think is going to be a top He's five going. receiver in the league after this year. Yep. You have Corey Davis. You have Alan Lazard. Let's not forget that they brought in Alan mm-hmm. Lazard as well, and McCole Hardman. Yep. And Brees Hall. Yeah. And their tight ends are fine. That Tyler Conklin guy was plenty fine in Minnesota when he was featured. They just didn't have a quarterback to throw the ball tight ends. And they also have C.J. Uzoma. Yep. That is it. I think Minnesota is too high at six. It's not as egregious as Atlanta at ten, but it's too high for them as well. By the um, way, Denver. Denver would should be. Denver, you've got Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick. You've got that Albert O. tight end and Javante Denver Williams. Denver comes in at number 24. Yeah, that's out. That so that's got to be based on Williams' injury, though, right? But he's saying that receivers are more val- the most heavily weighted. Most heavily weighted, yeah. Sutton, Judy, Patrick's a pretty good trio. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, the Atlanta one's difficult to wrap your. The Commanders on. shouldn't be too low either. So the Commanders have Gibson and, and they're Bichon right in Robinson, front of the Jets or not at Bichon twenty-one. The guy. They've got Terry McLaurin. They got Dotson, who was pretty uh-huh. good as a rookie, who can fly around a little bit. Don't they have Curtis Samuel? Am I making that up? No, they do. They have Curtis Samuel and Logan back to Thomas. Number four, in fact, and Logan Thomas. Yep, that's not a bad. That's group better either. than that operation in Atlanta. I agree and the, with you. The Giants. And I might have this wrong off the top of my head, but the Giants now have Saquon, Darren Waller, mm-hmm. and who are their receivers? Didn't they just, like, make an investment in a bunch of different receivers? I need to go on our lads. Yes, I believe so. That is craziness. The Falcons? Mm-hmm. He only lists one wide receiver. I know. And he said receiver's the most heavily weighted thing. How can he justify that? Tough sell. Tough. Tough sell for our, for our guy, Bill. For our guy, Bill. That's like – I thought the rest of it, he kind of crushed. He got the, the rest, rest of it right. Well, but, I got – You got eight out of the of, ten. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Hold and us, us 12 on the list. The Giants. Yeah, the Raiders were number 11. Raiders 11? number 12. With Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro. Who's their – they're drafted a tight end. I can't even and remember And they, they, they signed Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. So they've got the Giants at receiver. Hey, they have, also signed Austin Hooper, our former guy. They've got Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell. They drafted Jalen Hyatt. They drafted Wondell Robinson the second last year. Sterling Shepard and Isaiah Hodgins. I guess that's not that great. Isaiah Hodgins was pretty good last year, though. Hey, by the way, quick question. Yep. Personal. FIFA 23, is that what you're dabbling in? Yeah. Right, yes. I'm getting it today. It's like 17 bucks right now. No, it's yeah, it's unbelievable. The Yeah. All right, so wh- I'm not getting into the ultimate team, so what do I want to play? Just take a club and, like, play? Yeah. All right. And then yeah, yeah. And then you're going to hit me up for a game? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. You you, I'll start you in. out. I'll start you out like the. So he was all excited. He got. Uh, he's playing with City last night. He missed the, the the nightly matchup, so he was playing with City. And I'm like, look, I beat you with Juve last time. Um, you got to play Dortmund. He's like, why can't you beat Madrid? I go, you don't have the right to play Madrid. You got to earn it. You got to earn that. And he goes, well, can't you beat Bayern? Can't you beat Barcelona? I said, no, no. You're gonna play. You're gonna beat Dortmund. That's how it's gonna go. Um, I will. And, I'm and more than and happy. How did that by the match way. go? After I get a match under my belt or two and feel like I have some competency to, like, be a surprise sub, like he, an online match Pop against me. It. Yeah. You got to beat Zagura. Beat Zagura for the right to play Real Madrid. Yeah. My guess is you're, because of your acumen and your ability on the video game, I don't think it'll take you very long. No, but I want to get my feet wet before yeah. I step in the ring with yeah. NBC. Yeah. So he uh, he got me last night, City versus Dortmund, 2-0. Um, so he got me on that. Their, their speed was – it was over – and I was a little rusty. I hadn't played since Wednesday, and he was playing. And then um, – so then he's like, run it back, run it back. He goes, you can't beat – so then I then I get, played with Dortmund, and then I whipped him. Or I played with Bayern, and then I whipped him. So that was then, – then Careful so what you wish for. No, no, because he lost to Bayern. Why would he have done that? Just he could take have had, it and walk played, away. He had Real Madrid tonight. He could have had Madrid tonight, but instead he tried backing it up. So then today he's going to have to start over against either Liverpool, Bayern, or Barcelona. <laughs> Is Man City the highest-rated team in the game? Is that why he yeah. picks them? Yeah. Yeah. They're well. They they won Champions League, so he liked them because they were the Champions League team. Yeah. Man City, the best teams are Man City, Liverpool, um, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich. Barcelona is okay. The one that's like ridiculous on the game because, I mean, the guys on the cover is PSG. Okay. So they have. Mbappe, Neymar, and Messi. Jeez. So you play all three of them. You play one as a striker and then the other two feeding them. Yep. Or you can invert it and have like a, a central attacking mid and then two strikers. And you can just kind of pick which way you go. Like they're borderline unfair. Like I can score I can score like eight goals against the boys with them. He can't beat you with them. No So chance. if he ever beats Real Madrid, that's – I think I, – but I think it's almost like a cheat code because they have the three – I mean, they have yeah. the three best kind of attack guys okay. all on one team. Like, it never worked for them in the real sport. So, like, it's almost like they made those guys too good because Mbappe's on the cover and the other one, it's Messi and Neymar. So, it's like – but they weren't that good in real life. Feels like they should be. Yeah, they don't have the depth yeah. throughout it all. So, they've never they – never, I don't think they've ever played for a Champions League final. I mean, I wouldn't even know who was on Juve anymore, Juve anymore. Back in my collegiate days, it was Zidane, Del Piero, and yeah. Zaghi. Alessandro Del Piero, and then the goalie was Gigi Buffon. Yeah, Buffon was the so goalie. They had, and then Zidane played for Juventus, so they had all those the guys. Other, and Zaghi was the other striker. Yeah, yeah, the squad. With them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's yeah, you'll like that. That's I like fun. a good midfielder and two strikers, though. So, that you're, this PSG feels like it's yeah, you just talent. You have two things. You can either – play it that way and they feed it to the striker or else you like Madrid. I like how Madrid plays. They have two wingers, right and left wingers. And then they have a striker that's um, he plays a little bit back. It's kind of like a false nine um, Benzema. So you can fly down the flanks with the, and the wingers and then center it or cut it back. And so you get the space. That's what Because the key is the space. That's how, that's my style. That's what you want. You want that space. Because that's when I would back, and again, I'm going back to my college days. So this is a 2098-99 yeah. series yeah. FIFA. Yeah, I'd take it with Del Piero and Zaghi down sides, and then I'd end up feeding it back into Zidane in the middle. And, and then you go. And then you can make, kick it over here, kick it over there, bam, cross it, header, boom, goal. Yeah, same. 
all of that's the same. There are just some humans that are cheat codes. Like Holland from Man City is a cheat code, the big striker. <laughs> okay. He's it's not not particularly fair. Um, will our defense be particularly fair for opposing offenses? We will get into that Hope coming not. up next. Listen to Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Bally Bet, sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Hey, welcome back to Cleveland Browns Daily. On Friday, a comprehensive look at our offensive big picture heading into a camp, uh, which is a little less than a month away. You'll be you'll be down there a month from now. Oh, yeah. I got to tell you. Welcome. Um, this will be our third day. <laughs> I got to tell well you, um, this is a bad habit that I have. I'm, I'm going to work really hard to try and break it. I don't know if I can, but I'm constantly, like, mapping out future I find myself doing stay where you be where your feet are, brother. Yeah, I got to do a better job because I started to think like, holy hell, like summer's over. And I'm like, no, it's not. There's still time. Like it's not even it's July. Not. Right. But like because we start July. So 22nd, early. You know, we start so early here and then we have. So we have that. You've got the Hoff game. Like and at that point, you're Philly. in August, Philly. Kids are in – at that point, my kids are in school. I was going to say, in August, you start football practice. Football starts, I want to say, August 1st. My buddy sent me the thing for, like, the the heads-up tackling stuff that I got to redo every year, and it's like that starts August 1. Ugh, They're back in it. Too like early. Mon- when do we start living in Florida, by the way, where we're getting these monster thunderstorms followed by sun, and then it's, like, unbelievable. By the way, it's out. raining everywhere, but where I live, trying to grow grass. Yesterday, your wife posted a picture of it monsooning. I'm like – now, it was over in 15 minutes, though. I'm, I'm, I'm weed whacking. So you, you haven't had rain in the last t- two days, no. 10 weeks, 10 days? Uh, no, it's not that we haven't. But, but you haven't gotten like a. Like yesterday, I kept waiting. I'm like, I just need a good downpour. I need a good downpour really badly. 
and it never came. Like, it lightning and thundered and went north. You could see it go north. Really? It went south because I was out mowing, and it yeah. got dark, but it just went south. I'm like, it's just not going to rain here. Wow. Yeah, we've – I mean, we got hit. We got All hit weekend. last night, and then we got hit today, this morning. Um, yeah, Buddy Gary and I were soaked on the walk. Not great. Not no. great. Not ideal. All right, buddy, let's do it. Positions of strength for the Browns defense a month out of camp. All right, well, it, it's very obvious. The positions of strength on this defense are the defensive end room and the cornerback room, and I think the safety room is actually going to be a pretty darn good room when it's all said and done. So the front end and the back end of this defense, and I think the linebacking room's got a lot of potential in it, but we're going to have to see how the guys come back from injury, mm-hmm. who takes a step forward. Now, the good news is, or maybe not if you're a linebacker per se, is that we're going to play probably – a dozen or so plays a game at most with three linebackers on the field. The majority of time it's going to be two linebackers, and sometimes it's going to be one linebacker because we're going to be utilizing our strengths at the other places. So let's start with that defensive end let's room. Let's go. And, and this is one where, in my, you know, as you're thinking about a 53-man projection, it used to be four defensive ends, you know, four defensive tackles, eight. Well, it's going to be at least five defensive ends, maybe six on the 53. My guess is they're going to try to get away with five in a practice squad mm-hmm. that they can then elevate uh, for certain games because they're going to want to use, you know, they're going to be rotating these guys. They're going to be giving, keeping them as fresh as they possibly can. And now, if I'm an offense coordinator, of course, I want to see times when Zadarius Smith and Miles Garrett are off the field, but it'll give them chances to play them together at times, to stagger them so one's always on the field with Obo Okoronkwo, but it all starts with Miles, Defensive Player of the Year, con- contender every single year. Zadarius Smith, the three-time Pro Bowler that the Browns brought in. He's got double-digit sacks in three of the last four seasons. As I've said this stat many times, because I think it bears repeating, Miles and Zadarius Smith are two of the five players in the NFL, full stop, who have had double-digit sacks in three of the last four seasons. T.J. Watt, Bose, Nick Bosa, Aaron Donald, Zadarius Smith, Miles Garrett. That's it. That's the list. We've got That's two it. of them. So then you bring in Oboe Okoronkwo, who we were happy with if he was our number two defensive end, and now he gets to be your number three and get in there, and they're going to be on the field together, the three of them quite a bit, especially in passing situations. I think all three will be on the field all all the time. So that's your top three. Alex Wright, last year's third-round pick, who they like, and they Jim Schwartz is a big fan of Alex Wright and his ability to line up inside. And so I think there will be scenarios in our pass-rushing situations because one of the biggest trends in the NFL and one of the things that Philly's been able to do so well and so the Rams have been able to do this very well with Aaron Donald, it's called an overloaded front. And so what the Browns will be able to do is line up, for example, let's call it Dalvin Tomlinson, shaded on the center, as we're looking at the quarterback, shaded to the left shoulder pad of the center, okay? Yep. Then out wide nine on that same side, you're going to have Obo Okoronkwo all the way out there. Go to the other side. You can have Zadarius Smith kind of over the guard in that guard gap, the B gap. You can have then Miles Garrett, then another edge rusher. So maybe you have Okoronkwo on this side and then Alex Wright and, you know, and uh, Dalvin Thompson on the other side. And that forces what you're going to end up getting is that guard is going to have to go one-on-one with Miles Garrett. And that allows for all the twists and stunt games that we're seeing. We have the athletes on the outside. So you can loop around as a Darius Smith while you have Miles and, you know, maybe Alex Wright kind of pushing up this way. Miles is one-on-one with the guard. There are so many things you can do. So we're going to see a lot of five-man fronts in passing situations. And there will be times where we're going to see four. And I think even – 
five defensive ends on the field together because you could put Isaiah McGuire out there. You could put Isaiah Thomas. Those are your fifth and sixth defensive ends right now. That's why I think six could make it. Isaiah Thomas was very productive as a rookie last year. Yeah. So we are absolutely loaded that position, but you're going to be, and I remember talking with the Hoffman, when you get those overloaded fronts where you've got a guy on the inside shoulder, or in this case, so if the, you're looking out from the center, you have a guy over in that B gap, but on the left shoulder of the center, you have Miles on the guard, and then you have a guy outside of that tackle. They can't, they can't block everybody. There have to be one-on-ones, and then on the backside, you're going to get a for sure one-on-one because they're going to be trying to slide to that right. overloaded side anyway. So you could do a loop over there that catches them. There are so many things that can be done, and Jim Schwartz is going to do a lot of that. But that's a lot of the stuff that Philadelphia would do with those three where they get a Flexer Cox, you know, kind of is kind of pushing in the middle. They're able to line up some of their big guys, and then you had Hassan Reddick in that wide nine where you know he's going to get one-on-one. And that's why he was so dominant. So we there's a lot we can do there. I love this room. Those are the six. The question is, do five make it? I think, obviously, Isaiah McKenzie, I think they were very impressed with what they've seen. Like I said, they like Isaiah Thomas. He's the one who's going to be battling, I think, to be that six. I think we could keep ten defensive linemen when it's all said and done. Yeah, right. Six ends, four defensive tackles. So Isaiah Smith Thomas is kind of in that mix, but loaded room. Yeah, it really is. As you go to the linebacker, uh, room, if you want to go there next, do you want do you want to do, do well, we tackles? Can do tackles. Let's we do, can do tackles. tackles. You mentioned the ten. Let's stay on the tackles. Let's hit that then. All right. Obviously, there's that's going to be some, there could be some issues there. And if if when people critically look at this rosters, there will be. And I've said this before on the show. You and I've talked about it. Is this a position where you is there somebody else you could add at camp or once you get closer to the season, provided although there are names in this room that if they go the way their potential is, you might not need to. Long answer, short answer, yes. Like Indomitian Sue, I think, would be somebody they would consider adding into this room. I do see a scenario in which it's five defensive ends and five defensive tackles. And you'd say, well, in passing situations, we're going to play one defensive tackle at the most. Well, we can still do in some of those five-man fronts two defensive tackles who are pushers or who are kind of yeah. what you would call screeners in your loops and twists mm-hmm. and stunt games. So here's the deal. Dalvin Thompson, obviously, that's our number one defensive tackle on the team. He was brought in to be that. That's who he is. Number two, they really – I'm telling you, they restructure the contract. Jordan Elliott's making this team. Yep. And so far, Jim Schwartz likes him. It's hard to see what's going on, obviously, this time of year. But he was so restricted, and I talked to other people on the defensive line about it, and he had a lot of frustrations. There were times in our system where he had a responsibility – period. He was not able to kind of freelance at all or get up the field and be aggressive if it was to go catch these two all, you know, take on a guard and a center and he had to fit that spot, you know, in that that gap there in the A gap, that's what he would do. There were times in games where opposing offenses knew exactly where he had to go and they were just able to like, okay, we know you're going here, we're just pushing there because yeah. you didn't have that freedom. With this freedom, the hope is that he can make more plays. Perrion, I think, showed the most ability of anybody in that room last year. Should have had three sacks over the second half of the season. He had two wiped out on penalties. He has had some issues off the field, documented. Had some issues, you know, being a professional, documented. If he can, you know, get that part of his game under control and focus on just what he can do on the field, Perrion Winfrey could end up being our best or second best defensive tackle this year they still very much believe in him he's got to earn those opportunities then you draft Siaka Ika yeah so who's the big monster in the middle so that's your top four Tristan Hill's a former second round pick out of Central Florida that was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys he's 6'3 310 he's got the size he's got all of it he was drafted by the Cowboys when Ben Bloom was there 
So Ben Bloom's now our defensive line coach. Yep. He has familiarity with him. One of the reasons Tristan Hill's here. So far, the guy that if you were, okay, who's kind of surprised them the most or who stood out the most that they're the most pleased is Maurice Hurst. Yep. Who was a stud coming out of Michigan. Big time. Whenever he's played, now he hasn't really played in two years, but when he has played, he's been incredibly productive. So if you're thinking five, you know, maybe it's the four we mentioned then Hurst. And then don't forget, there's Tommy Togiai entering his now third season. Unfortunately, it feels like he's maybe an odd man out now. It's hard to imagine that he would crack this. Yes. You know, it's a pretty tough path now. It feels like a very difficult path. Now, if you add an Indomitian Sue in there, that changes the calculus even more, right? Right. You know, Ika's on this team 100%. Yep. Elliott's on the team on 100%. This team, and Jordan Elliott's on the team based on his contract, the way they read it, his contract. Perrion, I think, is 99.9%. To me, it would take an outlier of a situation right. that, that would cause Something that. else off the field. But, yeah, yeah not, he's not, not going to be on the team because of what he's able to not do because between of the talent. white lines. No. Correct. So that's an interesting situation when you're trying to put together 53s. Like, I think you almost have to have 10 guys in those two rooms, and you're going to have to make some difficult decisions. Now, they may try to get by. Could we, you know, at this point, practice squad a Maurice Hurst or a Tristan Hill, and then, you know, we're willing to lose them. But if we can practice squad them, that's they're, they're up, you know. It's hard, though, because you're going to get – you've got that Hall of Fame game, too. Like, people are going to see – and the, those guys, that he's Maurice Hurst. It's not like nobody knows who Maurice Hurst is. And Maurice Hurst should dominate people yeah. that are playing in Hall of Fame games, right? So if he plays in it, he'll dominate. It's almost like you have to hide him. Yeah, I have a hard time believing like that he could be protected there. Feels like if he if he's someone they like, he's going to be in the fifty three. Agreed. Um, All right. So you want linebackers? Linebackers. Let's go. So you got. So right now you're at ten on the defense. Yeah. Yeah. So linebacker, and again, this is a room where you need. You're going to need more linebackers than are really going to be playing linebacker because they're going to be the core of your special teams. <clears throat> so let's start with the four guys that are coming back that were injured last year. Walker, Taki, Jacob Phillips, Owusu Koromoa. I would expect those four to be on the team as of today. Now, yep. if Taki's not ready, they may be able to buy a roster spot by – you know, because he did tear his ACL late in the season. That was a game against Houston week 12. They may be able to buy, you know, put him on the pup list six weeks where they could carry. He's still a Brown. He's not exposed yep. to anybody, but they are able to keep somebody else. And you say, well, why is that even a thought you're having? Well, here's the deal. They love the development of Tony Fields. He's going into his third season. And last year, when given the opportunity because of those injuries, he was a bright spot. Yep. He really stepped up, played very well. We'll all remember the the touchdown against Houston where he throws it to his dad in the stands and his dad almost falls down. It was a crazy thing. They signed Matthew Adams, who is one of the most elite special teams players in the league, who was a big linebacker and is already above a Ventrone favorite. So now I've given you six names. Yep. Jordan Kunashik who I sat down oh, with yeah. in that very comprehensive yeah. interview. Schwartz loves him. He's Schwartz getting, wears his jersey. He's getting first-team mic reps and killing it. Tarver raves about him. Bubba Ventrone raves about him. And it feels like he's going to be on the team. So that's seven guys. So if you're at 10. You're at 17, coach, and you haven't you done the secondary. You can't have seven. That's why you're going to have to have six. Work. Somebody's not going to make it in there. You're going to be at six. You'll be at 16, and then you'll be 10 in the secondary. So – now, you could get away with five corners if you wanted to keep, you know, an extra linebacker who's purely a special teams guy, and we could talk about how you would get away with that with the practice squad. But so that's where you are there. Now you go to the third level, go to the cornerback room. Our top four, I think, are as set in stone as is set in stone. 
Denzel, Greg Newsom, MJ Emerson, AJ Green. You're at 20. Okay. And I think when you look at a three, you're going to be 24 offense, 26 defense, three yep. specialists. Mike Ford is right now your favorite to be your fifth corner because he was the one that you signed. Again, special teams ace, Bubba Ventrone. We talked to him, remember when we were in the uh, that suite at the stadium, and he's like, well, you mentioned Adams and Mike Ford. Those are two guys he wanted here. They're here. I believe they'll be core members of special teams. So that's five corners there. You drafted Cam Mitchell this year. Now, I, again, not all these draft picks are going to make this roster. No, they're not. But he wants to see, the idea is you want to keep him in the program here. Now, if he was could be the sixth corner, it would be him or Thomas Graham most likely we be competing for that sixth corner spot. But most likely, I think one of those guys ends up on the practice squad. And then you also have a wild card, Chris Westry, who's 6'4", and just is a different body and a different look than anybody out there. And he's been around in the league. He's been with the Ravens, spent time with some other teams. Yep. So my guess is it's five or six there if it's six – then you you know you keep another guy in the practice squad, so you have seven kind of in the system here. If it's five, you keep probably two on the practice squad, mm-hmm. keep them in the system here. And the way that the NFL's gone recently, though, you were seeing fewer kind of bottom of the roster pickups after the fifty-three cuts because you have to sign the active roster, and teams are keeping most of their own guys that are in their system already on the practice squads. Yep. So that's where you are in corners, and then safety. I think safety is. Three locks, obviously. Delpit, Juan Thornhill, Rodney McLeod. And then I think the fourth safety, and I should, I'm remiss to mention that they have liked as well the young linebackers that they've brought in. Uh, Muhammad Diabati, or Mahmoud Diabati from Utah. Uh, Tarver's been a big fan of his, as well as Charlie Thomas out of Georgia Tech. Both smaller guys who can really run, but they could end up saying, as I said, in the program, practice squad, I don't think right now uh, they are, you know, 53 because we're it's just a good 53 yep so then the big battle at safety in my mind is does the anthony bell who played you know well for us last year sure does he hold off ronnie hickman jr and that's really that's who was, was productive at ohio state went yep. undrafted but certainly looks the part so that's where you're at i think you're going to end up with 26 on d and 24, 24 on offense on i don't think you're going to be balanced 25 25 and i think that's fine the question is going to be is it 11 on the d line you know, six at linebacker and then nine in the secondary. Is it 10 on the D-line, six at linebacker, 10 in the secondary? Is it nine on the D-line, which is also possible using the practice squad, you know, six and then 11 on the back end? Do yeah. we keep six corners or, you know, something like – or seven linebackers for special teams, six and whatever. So there's a lot of ways they could go about it, but there aren't many spots up for grabs. There's a spot that's up for grab that's probably between a sixth – a sixth defensive end and maybe your fifth defensive tackle. There's a spot up for grab for who your sixth linebacker is, maybe a fifth or sixth corner. That's really it, fourth safety. I mean, there are not premium positions up for grabs on this roster, and I think that is what is going to be so interesting is we kind of go through this camp. We go through these four preseason games, which used to be the the normal, but now it is it is abnormal it's just for the Browns. That's going to be so interesting to me to see how this all shakes out. But you've probably got, if we're calling it 26 defensive players, there's probably 23 of them that are set. I was, you were going 22. That, you were going through that, and then I was I was in the low 20s. I was at 22 set. Yeah. And then you know, there's other guys that you know, especially on the, in that defensive line room where like. There were things that we saw in minicamp and just talking to people around here that, you know, Hurst is one that 
Yes. I mean, based on what happened here, I lead me to believe that he's someone who could be a real contributor and really help. Um, and likely there will be an injury or two, unfortunately, yeah. between now and the start of the season that will maybe get us right to 25 of the 26 yeah. locked up, you know? Yeah. There isn't a whole – there's defensive tackle, like yeah. the fourth one. I don't even know if it's the fourth. I think it's it might be a four slash fifth. fifth. It feels like the four are pretty good. Yeah. Dalvin, Elliott, Perrion, and Ika. I, I feel almost the same way about Hurst. I don't know. Maybe that's overstepping, but I feel like he almost feels like a lock to me. I think um, it's early for that, but I think he has the ability. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah. And then – so there's just uh, – there's not that much wiggle room. No. For these guys. You know, it's like that fourth safety, however far deep into defensive end you want to go. Right. Will there be six defensive ends? Will there yeah. be five defensive tackles? Is there a six – who's the sixth, seventh linebacker? Who's the sixth, seventh corner? Yeah. If there are or six corners, yeah, and there. what's the four? Yeah, that's that's really where we're at, man. It's way down the bottom. Like, like we've been saying, you know, all off season, like this roster's ready to go. Well, it's a roster of consequences. It's, it's, it's a roster of consequence, and it's one that's ready to go. And my guess is this is a similar tone to the conversation you had on the offense. Yep. There's not much, not much to fight for. On of offense, spots. on offense, honest to God, it's the third quarterback spot. But I feel like Dorian Thompson is yeah. pretty heavy favorite, and then the question becomes. Can he do enough to push Dobbs? May I guess would be no because Dobbs is excellent. But yep. these are the kind of questions we're talking about. Running back, it's who's the third running back? Mm-hmm. Is it somebody that's here or did they bring somebody in? On the offensive line, it's who makes it in the center room because they love Luke Whipler, but do you carry three centers because you like Nick Harris? Yep. Can he play guard? Can Whipler play guard? Who are the backup guards? Because it feels like your starting, ta- your starting line, both tackles are set, Dewan Jones and James Hudson. Yep. Then it's going to be Michael Dunn, Drew Forbes, Whipler, Nick Harris, how many of those guys make it in the middle, and how many offensive linemen do you ultimately keep. It feels like your three tight ends are set. Locked. Yep. Locked in. It feels like your receivers, Amari, Donovan, Elijah, uh, Marquise Goodwin. Tillman. Tillman. David Bell are set mm-hmm. at six, and then is Jakeem, does Jakeem Grant make it as a returner or with the rule changes, or they think yeah. the return's not as important? I don't know. Jerome Ford did a good job. DPJ took one of the house last year. How has he recovered from his injury? But Jakeem Grant, somebody that you'd keep an eye on there. Anthony Schwartz, like. All of this to say that, you know, typically you play in a Hall of Fame game, it's nothing. No, there's a lot. Of there's a lot at guys. stake in the Hall of Fame game for these guys because these guys are going to play, and the fact that DTRs here is going to add to it. Tillman will play in that game. Um, that will make that game more fun than those typically are, other than just the pure joy of seeing the Hoff uh, down there on the field. All right, uh, one of the guys who's going to have a big hand in shaping all of this is Ben Bloom. Uh, he is our defensive line coach. You will hear from him coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, so you just heard Z so eloquently and articulately break down our defensive line and the position battles and the players who will take part in that. Now you will hear from the man who will be making the decisions or a big part of the decision of who stays and who goes. Here's Ben Bloom at the podium. What's it like working with this group when, you know, you, you mix in, you know, the guys obviously coming back, but then you throw in the Zedarius, yeah, uh, the, you know, right. Oboe, all, the, all the, the guys that have kind of come over from, you know, the last couple of months? Yeah, it's been really fun working with the group. Um, you know, anytime you get a mix of veteran, 
and young players. Uh, I think that's a good recipe to have success. You have guys that have, you know, had a lot of success in this league. Some guys at one team, some guys at multiple teams. I don't like Zadarius and um, or Miles, who's been here, right? But you have guys that know how to, uh, you know, win in the NFL in the right way. The right way to approach uh, the job on a daily uh, daily basis. Obviously, Dalvin falls in that category too. So you get, when you get guys uh, in the room, show their way of being pros, and you get younger guys who are hungry and want to learn and learn from them. You got a chance to have a pretty good culture of just work ethic and effort, and um, you know being a top-tier pro football player. So when you're a coach in that situation, that's fun. Yeah. A lot of the off-season coaches have been the wide nine. Everybody's really excited to see it. Like, what is, do you sense the excitement from the players, and and how different? I obviously you've been here to see it before, but how different do you think it's going to look? Yeah, I mean, uh, Coach Schwartz, um, it's well documented, right? As a coordinator or head coach for a long time in the NFL, has had a lot of success with this system. Um, he's been at multiple stops, but uh, you know the system really hasn't changed. Really, Coach Schwartz and uh, Coach Washburn, you know, with the D line, those two guys have really set the mark of how uh, <clears throat> this attack front should should be, mm-hmm. how it should look like, how you train it, how you build it. Um, so that's the model I'm following. I'm fortunate to have again Coach Schwartz and Coach Washburn. You know, um, you know. Uh, their model, you know, and, um, you know, now it's it's up to us to continue to build it in that direction. So you after, seem to OTAs, after OTAs and minicamp, yep. who's the quickest off the ball on this team? The quickest off the ball. I mean, today, uh, yesterday, Miles might have been most consistently the quickest, but it didn't feel like today was. You know, I don't know if you watch our individual, but a lot of times I like to be the center because right. um, I played that position at one point. Not at that high of a level, but um, so I like to go down there and have the ball in my hand and do the cadence. And I'm, my focus in that moment is to have the best cadence possible to see if I can make these guys jump off sides. Um, so I can't always feel who's exactly winning the get off at that moment. But today I'm going to watch the film right when we're done and then I'm going to evaluate. But yesterday, most consistently, was Miles. Um, How about the tackles? The tackles, uh, you know. Tristan showed up once or twice. Mo showed up once or twice. I mean, it's so competitive. It's not like everyone's winning. You know, no one's winning nine nothing. It's pretty like one or two here and there. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of juice coming off the ball. We got to get better, but the competition's a good thing. You seem kind of mellow talking to us, but you're not mellow out there with those guys. So, <laughs> is the switch you turn on or what? Well, it's our job to have a great individual. You know, so uh, coach's job is to set the tempo. Um, and uh, I think we all respond to each other's energy. So, uh, you know, I'll bring the energy when, when we need to bring it. And usually that's, that's a good thing. And we get rolling and we run and we get off the ball. And then, you know, we're in a rhythm and that's our job. Like, we got to go. So, let's, so wait, just to follow up with that. So how yeah. does that uh, uh, translate to the players? Does players take that energy from you, do you think? Well, I think all of them have their own internal energy and they're pro football players and they want to come and be great. Right, but sometimes you need your coach to uh, turn it up for you a little bit, and then usually they take it over from there. You know, every day is different. You know, Oboe's always bopping around, talking, having fun. You know, so sometimes he brings it first. Uh, Siaki brings it sometimes. Miles, okay, he said something. Zedaria says something. Dalvin, was that Dalvin? Yeah, he says something. So, like, someone's going to say something 
to get us all going. Um, it's my job to make sure we got the culture where we're all doing it, picking each other up. And uh, you know, as a coach, you know, I'm, I'm going to take every opportunity I can to, to get that going in the right direction. How is it you end up at the D-line? Who initiated that move? Um, you know, you know I, I, I know organizationally they were obviously supportive of it. Um, I have it in my background. You know, I was fortunate when I was in Dallas for nine years, I was a linebacker coach there at the end. But before that, I coached D-line, coached D-ends. Um, that system's a little bit, it's different. It's different than the system we have here, but it's, it's D-line play. So um, obviously the position was open. I was in the building um, and uh, it, it, it's something that, I, you know, if, it's, if the job's available, I'm interested. And, and, and I was fortunate that it all worked out. Since, since it's Schwartz is kind of specialty, yes. reputation, feel any added pressure to be the position coach there? Well, look, I'm going to work my butt off to do what the team needs to win. So um, I'm freaking excited about being the D-line coach for Jim Schwartz, you know. So uh, pressure, I mean, I don't really feel it. I'm more apply it, but, you know, it's the NFL. Like, we got to be great every day, you know what I mean? So I I'm going to be great every day. Yeah, I mean, you can look at the order of events from a chronology standpoint, like, Maybe, maybe the D-line coach and the other signings happened, but um, it worked out. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, so far it's been fantastic. It's going to continue to be, and uh, we're really excited to, to to keep rolling as a group. You mentioned Oboe's energy. Yeah. What have you seen from him when he comes off the edge? Like what stands out about his game? Yeah, I mean, he's got a really good first step. You know, he's got explosiveness. He's also, um, you know, what's unique about him, sometimes the – Certain guys have ability to change direction, different than others, just how they're built, how their gait is, how their length is. So a guy of his height and his stature, he has that initial get off, but then he's got the feel and the lateral agility to make different you know, moves. Um, and when you watch his film, you see how he is productive, the manner in which he plays and rushes the quarterback, those type of things show up. His feel, his, uh, you know, I guess agility for lack of a better term. And uh, you see it in the drill work, but of course the drill work is not a real one-on-one -on -one pass rushing. So, when I was talking to him yesterday, um, he he didn't seem upset at all that you guys get Zedarius right, who might take theoretically could take reps away from him. Um, I guess do you notice the same thing, and what does that say about him that he's not worried about that? Yeah, I mean we're gonna rotate guys to begin with. So I mean this system, we're gonna play hard. You know, we're gonna compete. We're gonna run. So there's gonna be a rotation. So. You know, the starter could play as much as the next guy, so to speak. Um, so that's the first thing. Like, and then after that, it's, you know, like, Oboe's a pro. Zedarius is a pro. They want to win. Like, they've been, they've been great teammates so far. Like, and we've been mixing groups already in our walk-through, jog-through team periods. And, uh, you know, their professionalism and maturity is uh, – He's noted. Garrett gonna... in his career has averaged about 80% defensive snaps. Yep. What should be that number? Yeah, I mean, it, it, ideally it's going it's to be lower than that initially. And, and the whole point is that we're uh, fresh every week and fresh at the end of the season. So, um, 70? Yeah, about something in that, in that ballpark. You know, it's hard to um, – there's going to be a rotation. And, you know, as the game moves, you, you know, it, but yeah, it would be probably lower. Than probably that. four or five ends up every Sunday. Yeah, you would think. Um, 
in the nature of that, at least for that's standard. And then after that, things like health and special teams and yeah, but sure, we're, we'll be rotating players, so we'll be ready with you know multiple guys in multiple positions. Let's go more. Talk about that rotation, I guess, aspect of it. I mean, yep. you've seen you guys kind of move those guys around already. You know, it's not full contact or full go or anything like that, but just seeing kind of how they've done in that, does it kind of get you excited for as the ramp up begins of, of the versatility you have in this unit? Yeah, I mean, I think you, as a coach, you have to take advantage of the player's strengths and their abilities. We have guys who <clears throat> have production documented at different spots across the line. So, I mean, I have to be aware of that, you know, of course. And then when you put it all together and you're building rotations and who's out on the field in certain situations, like who's on the field in third down and two minute and first and second down, you know, now you got to be intentional about who you're putting where. Um, so, yeah, it is exciting. Um, I think at the end of the day, it comes down to like, do we know what we're doing? Do we know how to do it? Are we playing hard? Are we playing together? Are we finishing? Are we playing with excellent technique? And that's the stuff that's most important. Then after that, okay, now. You want to rush over here? You want to line up over here? Like, yeah, there's there's priorities. But I'm with you. I agree. Well, we don't have like an energy meter out there every day. Uh, Um, well, you know, there's energy within the drill with like the effort and the toughness, you know, you see that in Zedarius cause he's going hard and then he's just kind of like smiling and having fun in between, but Ovo's a little more audible. He's bouncing a little more. He's talking a little more. Siaki might pop off with something, you know? So, uh, Hey, if they're working and they're having fun, that's only gonna, you know, make my job more fun and bring the whole culture and, and, uh, and, you know, attitude of the group in a positive note. So. I mean, during the drill, they're working, so I can't, I, I hope they're not doing that during the actual drill. In between drills, they might be, but I'm not focusing on, you're all good. I, I'm not focusing on that, but hey, I mean, Miles is someone that you can learn a lot from. So, Siaki's a, you know, a sneaky smart guy, you know, so he, uh, he's probably wise to surround himself with some uh, vets that can help him and help his career. We've heard a lot of Last guys one. trying to describe, or not trying, but describing Jim's defense and his philosophy. But as a guy coaching the guys up front, how would you say is what your main message to them in this attacking scheme? Well, you know, we're real fortunate uh, to be in a defense like this with Coach Schwartz and what he's built over the years. Um, you know, he's uh, he sets the standard for what he wants from the uh, defensive line. And he wants guys that can be productive, that can play with high motor, that can mess things up for the offense, that can get off the ball, that run to the ball, and that finish at, on a you know play-in, play-out basis. Um, and that makes the defenses go. And his most successful defenses at multiple places have been when the D-line does that. You know we know that, we understand that. So now you know daily, how we meet, how we watch film, how we decide that how we're going to work out on the field our techniques, our effort, that's all based on, you know, the standard that he sets for us. So um, it's exciting when you know that you can, if you work hard and do it the right way, you can have that kind of impact in our room for this team. You know, that's an exciting thing. And, um, you know, we're relishing that opportunity. I, I, see, I love this coaching staff. There's a lot of good dudes on yes. it that are pointed in the right direction. And 
um, I think going to be part of a very, very big year here with the Browns. So much more to come. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Good time with the wife, good food, all that. All that yeah, was a win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mentioned off air, found that cool bottle of bourbon that I was looking for for a while. That was cool. Um, but the, the one win was on the flight back from Atlanta to here Sunday. On the video player, they had HBO, and they had the entire tenth season of Curb. So good. And so that's Spite Store. Ugh. That's Freddie Funkhauser gives Larry a blow-up doll. That's they go to Mexico and the weights. He says they won't give him the oh weights. Oh my god! Jeff's surprise party with Chris oh my Martin. God. Yeah. What a season! What a season! What a season of it! I mean, it's just and that's coming back. I was gonna say there's it that's coming be back. Coming. Yeah, yeah. And I would also say we were talking about this in the break. If if you're into laughing, uh, the righteous gemstones <laughs> is back. This season, they're th- three episodes in. It's heaters. The third, heaters. the third, season, third episode uh, last night was unbelievable. For some, if if somebody out there has not watched seasons one and two, are they necessary? No, uh-uh. I don't think so. I think you'll pick it up right no, away. No, because you you said it. Like the it first, takes a different. Yeah, there's a different approach. It's not as dark. No, maybe? the first season was really dark. Yeah, like Vice so, Principals at the end was really dark. Would first you start season of season two then? I think you just do two and three. Just start I don't even two. know if you need. I mean, you could just start three. Yeah. It's McBride living his best life. He is on the Sunday conversation. Oh, my God. I was dying. Dying. <laughs> dying. <laughs> he was trying to make, like, the faces back at him, which would close his eyes a lot. I was so good. It was perfect. It really was. Uh, all right. Uh, the next level is coming up next. We're back tomorrow. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.